genre. Previously beamed into you from our collective on immunities. I'll get it. Is this the Smith residence? No. I don't know any Smiths around here. Sorry for bothering you. I hope you have a fine day. Who is that? I don't know. I, I'm i going to lie down. When my when eyes my look eyes up look at the, up sky, the sky, it's teeming, it's teeming with, with life. life. It's, full it's full of reflections of all the other eyes looking up there. Up there. They're all searching for a connection, for someone that can help them or who they can help. Being a looker is about never being alone. They don't want me to see them. They're frustrated by the rest of you because they love you and want you to see their glorious unity and join it. But me, they hate. Because when I see the unity, instead of joining it, I can rip it apart. They are the enemy. We have to work to defeat them. Their losses are our gains. But every one of them is holding a real human hostage. When you kill the looker, the real human dies too. Those real humans are already dead. We have no evidence that a looker can be unaltered. Except for Shelley Scholl. Jesus! You are the only person on earth who can make me wish I never heard of Shelley fucking Scholl! Did I dodge patrols for six hours just to hear somebody wish they'd never heard of Shelley Scholl? Nicole! Hey, Jim. Hello, courier. Nice to see you, analyst. Should I just curry my card back to Looker Country? There's a new Shelley Scholl report, but I guess you don't want to see it. Molly, you heard? I heard enough. Then you have to keep it secret as well. I have to do no such thing. I can hear Derek's truck. When he gets here, I will tell him the truth. Telling the truth is always for the good, and it will set me free. Immunities, episode 3.3, Choices. Molly, you should think more about this. This situation is complicated. Ha! <laughs> you sound like one of them. Everything is complex. Everyone is an exception to the rule. The conditions everywhere make things different from everywhere else. You have to use common sense. And the result was a world tearing itself apart. In the unity, we follow simple rules and arrive at simple, correct solutions. But you are not in the unity. You do not have the assistance of the other minds. You are alone. I know that. So, that means that we have to think for ourselves. We have to take time to take into account things which might not occur to us right away. Errors which normally others in the Unity would bring to our attention. And where has your thinking got you? It has... led me to put my trust in Lorna. She is our best hope, and so I have done everything I can to help her arrive at the decision to help us... voluntarily. Oh, did you reject the alternative of forcing her to help us? Yes, I did. Wait, what do you mean? Force me how? Indeed. Lorna, please inspect the clasp on the back of my hood. What? Oh, Jesus. It's undone. What?! How? I am, was, have been, a contortionist. 
Unlike Morse code, it is a skill I learned before receiving the look. But like it, it was not one I ever expected to use in our new society. But the mental and physical changes triggered by the look have made me a better contortionist than I ever was before, despite my lack of practice. Oh my god. You could have looked at her. You could have changed her at any time. Then she would have let us go. We could be out of here by now. Why didn't you? Changing you would violate the truce. The unity decided that the overlooked were not to be altered against their will. We gave our solemn pledge in order to save the world from destruction. It is not my place to overturn that. But, but Derek... Derek has primary immunity, so it is impossible to convert him. And my room has no skylight, so I could not contact others. No. Yes, but... Derek has violated the truce. In the name of the resistance, we are no longer bound by our pledge. Derek is not to be trusted. The extent to which the resistance has authorized or facilitated his actions has not been determined. It is not for me to act unilaterally on my own hypothesis about doubtful facts when that action could dishonor the unity and myself and unleash nuclear war upon our shared world. I do not understand. You do not understand. When you have been here as long as I have, you will see things differently. And you will regret that you did not take action while you could. That is entirely possible. If that's all true, why did you undo the clasp? After you left, as the hours passed, I worried that you would not come back. As I assess my own state of mind, it seems that the clarity of my beliefs is eroding over time. It is happening because you have doomed us! My hope is that Lorna will help us to improve our situation before the process is complete. Molly, you must give her and me some time. Derek. No. We are out of time, Candace. Given time and space and people to help you, your idealistic vision would be the best one. But as it is, one of us must think realistically. I am going to tell Derek that Lorna has been spying. Molly, you do not know what Derek will do. He will be grateful. That is how the separates react when you do something that personally benefits them. He will punish us all. He will punish Lorna, certainly. You, he will need for his work. Especially if he gives me a reprieve. I will... try. Not to mention your abilities. Perhaps Lorna will not mention them either. That way, things will not be any worse for you. No. You cannot stop me, separate. Unless you kill me. And what would Derek think of that? No, I mean, you're not going to keep what Candace can do a secret. I'm going to tell him about it. You will what? Why? It's her only way out of this. Here's what's going to happen. So I told them the plan. Even as I started to hear Derek's footsteps approach... Well, it's been a crappy life, but it's been mine. Here goes everything. Hey, Lorna. Hello, Derek. Stand at the edge and I'll bring over the ladder. I'm going to hand some things up to you. I would recommend against that. <laughs> okay, very funny. I did not intend... 
to be humorous. Oh yeah? Then what are you trying to say? You should hurry to your car and drive away from here. With luck, you might make it to the Overlook. Lorna, what have you done? I took the only course that seemed reasonable after I awoke. Awoke this morning? No, awoke just now, after Molly looked at me. Molly. She freed herself from her hood and transmitted the signal to me. That bitch. Do not be angry on my behalf. I am grateful to her for my alteration. I see everything much more clearly now. I don't believe you. Your belief, or lack thereof, is irrelevant. I transmitted our predicament into the sky. People will be here soon. You should leave. Why do you care whether I leave? I wish to avoid conflict. Fighting would not serve the greater good. Come down here and tell me that. It will make no difference. I hoped I'd never have to show you this. Come down now, or I shoot. I am coming. Now, with this barrel pressed into your cheek, it feels a little cold, doesn't it? It does. What's wrong? You seem a little nervous. The longer we continue this, the more chance that events will spiral out of control. What do you care? The unity will prevail, won't it? I care about you. And about everyone. And about the truce. You know, you're almost convincing. Except for the part about me. You may not believe that you can be loved, but I love everyone. Really? Please, leave now before it is too late. You don't have much time. What did you say? I... I... I cannot remember what I just said. Please put the gun down. Come on, try. What did you say? As I told you, I cannot. It was something about how much time I have. Oh, you don't have much- Gotcha! He hit me. A bunch of times. First time was with the gun, which, if he'd kept that up, I'd have been out or dead in no time. But he wanted an audience. So it was a few smacks with his hand, and then I was down in a crouch, crying with my arms over my head like I learned a long time ago. But crying quietly, so he wouldn't think I was ignoring him. That was really stupid, Lorna. There was no way you were going to pull it off. First, there's still vodka in the fridge. They got me thinking, and you don't want me thinking. Then, your looker act, which... Well, it wasn't terrible, actually. Maybe the girls have rubbed off on you a little. But you didn't consider who you're dealing with. I've talked to a lot more lookers than you've ever seen, and that includes ones in fear for their life. 
it's not that they don't get nervous, but it's a completely different thing from you or me or anything you could imagine if you haven't been there. Boy, the point in all this, and this is what you should take away from it, is this. I knew things, and you knew nothing. So hopefully, maybe, this will teach you to keep your stupid head down, do your job, and let me do the thinking for both of us and for the future of mankind! And here's one to make sure you remember. Uh, that kick knocked the wind out of me. Derek really knew his business. Again, I wondered who he'd been practicing on. So while I was trying to breathe, he dragged me to the ladder by my hair, lifted me by my arms, and carried me up on his shoulder. Maybe I could have struggled, tried to knock us both off the ladder, but what good would that have done? Instead, I did nothing. And when he shrugged me onto my cot, I went down like a rag doll. <laughs> I can't believe you. You know, you were picked out for this before we ever met. But when we did meet, I, I thought this is a woman who gets it. She knows the stakes. She doesn't have that sentimental weakness that just because someone has two arms and two legs and a face, that means they're a human being and should be treated like one of us. We've got to get over that, Lorna. That's how they took over the planet in the first place. People like you were so concerned about being nice, they just let them walk in and take us over from the inside. But we're learning better. And we're taking our planet back. And you're going to learn your lessons so you can be part of it. I'm locking your door for a bit. But that's just temporary. So you take some time to lie there and think about things. You've still got a job to do. And so do I. I'm calling off your house break for this coming weekend. But shape up and we'll see if you can earn that back for the next one. I'm on your side, Lorna. Keep in mind who the real enemy is. Now, if you'll excuse me, I've got important work to do. I'll be back later with dinner. And some aspirin. Lorna? Lorna. Thank you for trying to help us. It means a great deal to me that you took such risks on our behalf. I want to say these words while I am still able to say them, and you to hear them. Didn't work out so well, though, did it? That is unfortunate. But the fact that you would try, despite how you feel about us, it gives me hope that humanity will survive our current dilemma. That somehow we will find a way not to destroy one another. Oh, my head. I just wish there was something I could do. Maybe there is. Do you feel pain? At the moment, I feel discomfort. But I can alternate positions enough to prevent severe cramping. No, I, I meant... Ever. But I guess you answered that. We do feel pain, yes. And it's real pain? Not just some signal in your head that something's wrong? The pain is indeed real. Perhaps we have more ability to rationalize it. And, if need be, to work around it. 
but it remains unpleasant. Too bad. I hoped you could give me a quick remedy for that beating Derek gave me. You should not joke about that. Gotta laugh to keep from crying. It sounded like you are already crying. Perhaps letting yourself cry further would be beneficial. There's no time for that. Who knows when Derek will decide to come back. And when he does, he's going to notice Molly and take that gag off her. And then she's going to buckle like a belt. What does that matter? She can tell him about the messages. She can tell him that you can get your hood off. But you have not told anyone about the messages. I have not removed my hood. Derek would have no reason to punish us for that. You know, maybe Molly's right, and you really have forgotten how bad people can be when they're feeling threatened and alone. Derek's gonna panic. He'll probably deep-six both of us with a quickness. Maybe torch this place with Molly and Kelsey inside it. And Tyra, too, if she's still alive. Or who knows? Maybe Molly's right about gratitude, and he'll let her loose. Either way, that's the end of at least three more lives than I'm willing to let go of. And your solution? Take the hood off. I'll hobble over to the hole where I can see from my room into yours. And you look at me, and it'll be done. For real, this time. But the truth. We'll be fine. You said, against your will. I'm volunteering. Overlooked people have done that before, right? Very few. But yes, right? People who wanted to be with their families, right? Yes, for the most part. Well, I don't have any family I'd do that for. But those people, the volunteers, they decided there were worse things than getting taken over. And I've decided the same. So start getting that hood off and let's get this show on the road. I will. What will it feel like? Nothing immediately exceptional. You will feel drowsy, then you will sleep. And when you wake up, things will have changed their relative importance. And that may be the only difference you feel until you make contact with someone. And that... That will be wondrous. Well, I guess I'll... Try to look forward to that. I... I am encountering a new difficulty. With the jacket? No, my arms are nearly free. The problem is with my qualms. Once you allayed my fears regarding the truce, I became flooded with, well... Desire. To convert you. To share the wonders of the unity and improve those things in your life that make you so sad. But then, I think, this is something that you would not want normally. You would normally consider it a tragic, terrifying thing. So, how can I look forward to it? What sort of person am I if I can feel such anticipatory pleasure at the idea of doing something to you which you would normally loathe? I... Living in the unity, I am unaccustomed to guilt. Everything we do is for the good. Well, you ain't in the unity now. But I'll get you back there if I can. 
And if something about all of this makes you feel good, then enjoy it while it lasts. There's still no telling how this ends. I will try. The hood is off, but my eyes are still closed. This may be your last chance to change your mind. We're way past that. Open them. All right. And now I get up, look over, and... Huh. I can't even see you. I forgot how dark it gets over there after the sun sets. I'm not sure this is going to... The light. Yes. So strange. I... Lorna. For just a second, I could see a light in your eyes. I... Oh, my God. It's happening. I am so sorry, Lorna. It felt so good to connect with you. I, I am truly sorry. Don't be. It actually... It really did help with the pain. I got a nice buzz going. Like being in a warm, fuzzy blanket. A fuzzy buzz. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye, unaltered Lorna. I am glad to have known you. Please accept my gratitude and apologies. No need. I'll catch you. <sighs> On the other side. Candice? Yes. Your light is beautiful. Lorna, I... There's so much to say. But there are higher priorities. I must summon aid and deliver a message. I understand. Just look up through your skylight. Others will assist you. I will. Thank you. Hello. Hello. Greetings. Is there something I can do for you? My name is... not important. I am with two... three of the kidnapped girls. But I cannot leave. I need help. You are there with them? Where, exactly? I do not know. I was brought here unconscious. Brought by whom? By Derek... I do not know his last name. Do you have a window? Yes, but I can only see the sky. Did you see your surroundings at any point? I... yes. After getting up this morning, I caught a glimpse outside, but I only looked up for a second. I am not sure that I could describe anything. You are in the unity now. Just think of the image. Picture it in your mind. All right. I am doing that. Can you... See it? Yes. Do you recognize it? Does it tell you where I am? No, but someone will recognize it. We will spread your message to others. Someone will recognize it. Do not worry. We will take care of you. We will return to you soon. Wait, before you go. 
There are things I need to say. You can do that after you are free. No. It is possible that Derek will prevent my rescue and I will die. Then these things would never be heard. Very well. The rest of you, spread the image. I will stay and discuss this further. Certainly. Right away. First, about Candace Majid. She, although separated, has acted as a part of the unity. Despite a great deal of temptation to act for herself, she has stayed true to her principles and loves you all. And we, of course, love her. Tell her that. I will. Now the other message is for someone in authority. Can you find someone for me? Someone who can make a decision involving something very important and confidential. Give me the message and I will relay it. No, I must not do that. The message must not spread further than necessary. I believe that I can find someone. Are you sure that this message is more important than locating you? Yes, it is urgent far more important than my rescue. Very well. Just a moment. Thank you. Of course. Ah, here she is. Hello? Who are you? I was told it was urgent that we communicate. My name is Governor Brenda Lee. And you are? My name is unimportant. But up until recently, I worked in an overlook at a building where the Resistance coordinates their intelligence activities. You lived in an overlook? And now you're one of us? How can that be? It is not important. Listen, please. I do not know how much time I have. The people who worked in my building, some of them were keeping a secret, a deep, important secret. The identity of someone who was providing them with intelligence. Intelligence stolen directly from the unity. From inside the link between us. The outsider. Yes. The Alpha Beta. And you were trusted with the Outsider's identity? No, I was not. My employment was menial. Then why is it so urgent that you tell this to me? Because from time to time, I overheard a name, and on some level, because of the way they said it, I knew it was a secret name. The name of the person providing the secrets. And... The name was Shoal. Shoal? Yes. It was Shelley Shoal. You've been listening to the third season of Immunities. This was the season finale, episode 3.3, Choices. Written and directed by Bob J. Kester. It featured, in order of appearance, Kelsey Jaffer as Candace, Marjorie Muller as Molly, Annalise Kennedy as Lorna, Jake Van Horn as Derek, Tracy Evans as Woman 2, Brian Morrow as Jeremy, Maria Burnham as Woman 1, and Jamie Spaniola as Brenda Lee. Immunities was recorded by Stephen Moore. Lisa Cohen, Joseph Page, and Tasha Robinson assisted in development. The Immunities theme music is Moving On by Ars Sonor. You can find more of her work on Bandcamp and Spotify. This episode also features Symphonie Consternante Movement 1 by Brice Cathron, From the Arctic Circle to the Southern Seas by Misha Dioxin, Gaki by The Gateless Gate, 
and the instrumental version of the song Sails by Forget the Whale. You can find more music by all of them at freemusicarchive.org. Special effects are from the freesound.org collection. Other development assistance was provided by Evanston's Firehouse Grill, Backstage, Perform Inc., and Dueling Genre Productions, makers of the Geek by Night audio drama and many fun pop culture podcasts. The Immunity series image is Conformity by Fraun Fraun. That's all one word, F-R-A-U-N, F-R-A-U-N. The episode image is Wearing Masks 2 by Marina Churich. That's first name, M-A-R-I-N-A, last name, C-O-R-I-C. You can find other artwork by both of them on Instagram and DeviantArt. For more information, including a glossary of terms, scripts, and a complete list of sound effects used, check out our website at immunitiesdrama.com. You can also leave us a small payment there using our digital tip jar. Immunities is copyright 2017 by Bob J. Kester, all rights reserved. This is Bob J. Kester. I hope you've enjoyed our short season three, and we'll come back later this year for season four. I plan to release a season soundtrack episode soon, but there won't be an outtakes episode just because I don't have any interesting outtakes. But about a month later, we'll be doing a series of hiatus episodes where the actors and I compare immunities to the various Invasion of the Body Snatchers movies. So I hope you enjoy those. I imagine you'd rather I was working on season four, but I honestly don't think these hiatus episodes will slow down that process. If you'd like to hear more audio science fiction from us in the meantime, there's the audiobook of my novel, Insisted Oracles. It's nearly 15 hours long, features the voices of Stacey Tappan and Wesley James, and is available on Audible, where it's free with a trial subscription, on Amazon, where you can get a substantial discount if you buy the Kindle version, and on iTunes. In the meantime, please spread the immunities signal on iTunes, social media, and wherever else occurs to you. Thank you for listening. Dueling Genre